David. Yes. Prior to this recording, we hooked you up to a lie detector. <laughs> and we asked you 50 questions. And we will now ask one of these questions to you. And you'll, we'll tell you if you're telling the truth or a lie. The question is... Do, do you think Bottle Episodes is a good podcast? Did someone hit the button? Someone hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Bottle Episodes. Do you believe you might have been in love with a former boyfriend on your wedding day? Yes, I believe I was. If you thought that was hot, then get ready. Okay, here we go. Mark, this is to you. Five seconds. Four, three... Tonight, the only thing that separates a person from $500,000 is 21 questions and their ability to answer each one of these questions with the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Is there an honest person left in America? The time has come to face the moment of truth. Welcome to Bottle Episodes. <laughs> uh, my name is David Piccolomini. I'm Daniel Crow. And this week, back for the fourth time. Four-time club. Four-timer club. I think, yeah. It, her and Brandon. Her and Brandon. <laughs> Pamela Ross, hi. I'm back. I'm back, bitches. Big four. Big four. Uh, reviewing more trashy, like... Yeah, I'm... I'm. As you know, I love anything that uh, was just horrible enough to terrify the masses of america and also things that people just haven't heard of because they're so bad just yeah. the dread just like the dredges of, <laughs> of network television do we think people are terrified by this i think it's far too boring to scandalize but i mean it's pretty it's a pretty rough the thing is okay so let me just tell our loyal listeners yeah the moment of truth so they ask some questions. They hook the contestant up to a lie detector. They being Mark L. Wahlberg. Yeah, the best Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> um, no, he has, he's, done less, he's done less hate crimes. Yeah, he hosts he a lot of game shows. It's not that Mark Wahlberg. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so they hook him up to a lie detector. They ask him a bunch of personal questions. And if they answer correctly in front of their friends and family, they... They can win half a million dollars, I think. Yeah, it's five hundred thousand dollars is what they can get up to. Yeah, that's the that's the ceiling. So, so it's the, the 10, 25, 100, 200, 350, 500,000. The appeal of this show is, I guess, you know, you get to see people's dirty laundry aired. But this show debuts in 08. Everyone has a Facebook by this point in time. Uh-huh. Who you can get the same experience online. You can see people uh, airing their baby daddy issues from the comfort of your own home. And it's your friends rather than these random strangers on TV. I just, Boring show. I can't disagree with you more. That is that is a great point, especially because during that era of Facebook, people were still using the relationship status mm -hmm. thing and people were still writing on walls. And some of what they wrote was messy. That is yeah. true. <laughs> and also, it's, you know, you'd you had some level of personal investment in these people's lives because they're you're so in your social network rather than this show where the host of antiques road show <laughs> goes up to some woman like you drink too much and she's like yeah and it takes them five minutes to get through that question <laughs> horribly dull and i love antiques road show when he popped up i was like nice well it's i mean an <laughs> emmy winning program it's, it's i've recommended it on this podcast in the past it's beautiful i've recommended <laughs> antiques road show here's my question in terms of the context when did who wants to be a millionaire premiere uh 99 2000 unless you're asking when it okay. premiere in the uk in its original version which would have been a few years before that okay gotcha so he this is less money than who wants to be a millionaire a decade later i was gonna say this is less money and at, with millionaire like in terms of the gameplay like you can opt out at any point like at any question you can opt out at any point in this but but the quest but not every question earns you money though exactly yeah. like it's tiered it's grouped so that you know you can't even if you answer one question you like it there isn't a corresponding amount of money well that's i think it's because it's trying to get into the uh psychology of like the uh sunken cost 
sunken cost yeah. fallacy. Yeah. So it's like, well, I've already answered this one embarrassing question and I didn't win any money for that. I should just keep going with the next three. The thing is, so I can make a hundred grand. There's zero embarrassment. If someone has already agreed to do this show, I think so little of them that nothing <laughs> they can say can make me feel any less towards them. So I think that's really more about you than the show. <laughs> you're like, if you're willing to embarrass and degrade yourself by this show, this just then, then you're already so embarrassing and degrading that it can't hurt you. This is just, it's just boring. It doesn't really push any boundaries. Pamela, in the past, we had you on for threes a crowd, mm-hmm. which genuinely for its day, shocking absolutely going against the morals of what is publicly acceptable at that time and place meanwhile it's 2008 who cares if if you like to party a little bit yeah who cares i mean it seemed like all their families did no the mom was just kind of like man what can you do about it three's a crowd somehow famously offended people across the political spectrum yeah feminists the united auto workers protested it and the united auto workers hated it um this show yeah, it does Geico ask you... happily aired commercials during this. <laughs> <laughs> this show does ask you to invest in a stranger's life to a very high degree. And I guess... He- here's why I liked... Here's why I bought into it. I appreciate the degree of shamelessness required to consent to the show. That makes me automatically kind of root for someone. Yeah, that's... I mean, the thing is, like, about the show is you do have to be completely shameless for it to work because otherwise the moment you have a sense of shame about who you are and what you've done uh you get punished for it by no money i would love to actually see the episode where someone comes in gets asked one question goes i'm out (laughs) (laughs) and it's the end of the episode we did and i mean maybe this is this was just the emma with every episode we happened to watch we chose at random two episodes with fairly young young women and it, a lot of it seemed to just be like shaming them for their sex lives there was a lot of slut shaming I, I would like to know yeah. this is not a normal episode of bottle episodes david decided that we should break the format and i'm furious at him so we just watched two random episodes because going well there's no narrative that's yeah. not what the show's about david <laughs> i think you guys should fight and then kiss <laughs> i think we should do both at the same time mm. kiss fight moment of truth <laughs> <laughs> okay david we're hooking you up to a lie detector right now do you want to kiss fight me yes or no hit the button hit the button <laughs> yeah we forgot to mention that is a part we of have the show. To, you can, yeah the, anyone their family and friends that are watching can hit the button if they're like i don't want to know the answer to that mm-hmm. which is a nice way of saying i know that's true and i don't want you to say it on television so there's that's there's that the one kind of gimme where you can get out of something. But the questions are so boring, no one is ever tempted to press the button. What are you talking about? We never about? saw someone press the button. Yeah, someone, did no. someone press the button? At no. one point, the woman was like, can one of you press the button? And they were like, no. We, oh yeah, I actually want to hear the answer to this. They they refused. And also, no one ever seemed to, they tried to create like these moments of suspense with like, do you want to keep going? Do you want to keep answering the question? And the people on like the the panel were always like keep going like try to get more money yeah you're already in they were like we're already really embarrassed by you please continue we need this money for xyz for your rehab (laughs) (laughs) for your rehab your kids college tuition whatever it was well and that was the weird thing about the show in general like nobody ever there's one person that won five hundred thousand dollars on the whole show in two seasons. In two seasons of trying to of this show, only one person made it all the way to the end, which is interesting. If it was so easy or so boring, I don't think that would be the case. Right. I agree. I, I do think that's almost like an endorsement of the form. It shows that like they did create high enough stakes that people were opting out. Yeah. They're just stay they're like and people loot that is the thing is uh like we watched one person opt out, and then one person, we couldn't find the part three for the episode, so it just ends on a cliffhanger. We'll never know. But I'll like, never care. <laughs> but I've watched other episodes of this, because I do enjoy this show. Here's the thing. I think they planned on people mostly getting all the way to the end, and it then just never happened, because the episodes are so padded with, previously, we did this episode. Here's a recap of that. What are they up to now? They're doing Okay. Because for all of the scandal that the show purports to make, 
they would do the recaps of on a previous episode. Here's what happened to this person. And there was like their relationship is doing fine. One guy got fired from his job. That was it. One guy, the guy who got fired from his job, he and his girlfriend broke up, got back together and then broke up again. Yeah. But, but he got fired because he was legitimately committing crimes. Mm-hmm. He was like an EMT and they're like, hey, you ever just not done your job right? He was like, yeah, all the time. <laughs> and they were like, all right, that that's a crime. He was like, absolutely. Putting, putting lives at risk. Yeah, they would do. I th- I did think it was funny that they would do like a where are they now of people that I couldn't I couldn't even remember their names by the end of the episode. It was like, I don't particularly care. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's did we do we break down the entire format, the gameplay? We have not. OK, let's uh, do that. Yeah, you're right. So they answer 21 questions over the course of an hour. Well, they answer so up to 21 questions before the show. They answer 50. Yes. Connected to a lie detector. And so it would either come up, you know, yes, no, or inconclusive. Uh, yeah. Yes, and no, then or- out of the conclusive questions, they would- ask 21 of them. Yes. On and the show. The second season actually asks 100 questions. Oh, right. Uh, they went from 50 to 100. And it seems like they have like some base level ones. And then if any of those are caught like uh, it seems like then they just go down those rabbit holes to see what they can you know uncover with people what they'll say and the panel is composed of people in the contestants personal lives that none of whom have screen presence (laughs) (laughs) they're the most dull people ever that is a huge issue that i have with game shows is that watching normal people on camera is uncomfortable it's awkward especially like just a group of people sitting there on a couch while like uh, facts about this person are revealed over and over again yeah everyone that's watching their friend or family answer questions feels like they're in a doctor's waiting room <laughs> that's their vibe that's their energy they're just kind of waiting their turn for a question to be asked about them and he, some of them never get a question asked about them in the second episode we watched they had one woman's ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. no questions are asked about him. his job is pretty much there to be like ha ha he was just there, and he looked alarmingly like her actual son. Yeah, even though they weren't related. Yeah. Oh, and then here's here's the thing that did actually I thought was gross when they would have like a special surprise guest come on, mm-hmm. and I guess this was built into the format of the show. We saw it twice, but the first one was the biological father of this woman's son that the son had never met in the season two episode. Yeah. And they just su- surprise everyone with him. Yeah. And the other one was who, what was it? It was a flashback to a previous episode and it was oh. the man that nearly killed your child with his car. Right. Oh, and they right. sense they like pixelated his face. Yeah. They didn't do that in studio though, where there were a thousand, a thousand <laughs> people watching in the audience or whatever. No. <laughs> Did this, you think there was a thousand people in these audiences? No. There were 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> These are arenas full of people watching Moment of Truth. Uh, it is. I mean, it's. I don't. I think it's in the same vein as Three's a Crowd. It's where so it's, boring compared to Three's a Crowd. Is it just because of the limited number, like how long it takes to go through each question? Three's a Crowd has the gloriously bad taste of John Waters present in it. <laughs> and this is like a coffee table book about John Waters. Three's a crowd was genuinely subversive. Yeah. In the way that, yeah. And I this, love that comparison. This is boring. This is exploitative for sure. It's exploitative and it is also, there was something very flat about it to me. I don't yeah, know. It's the host of Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> I didn't know. It, there was also like, there was a lack of emotion in almost everyone on, on screen. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that. I feel like I it's did. all that weird, like subtle emotion of like trying not to explode on oh, television. There was one woman you kept saying, "Oh, her micro expressions." Oh yeah, it looked like she was panicking. She was, uh, yeah, just everything uh, they would ask of her. The teen mom. The teen mom. Every like single thing she had masked so hard that like she would like do these like crazy eye movements. Like her eyes would roll so far in the back of her head to be like, yeah, I also do that. Well, let, we'll get back to her. I think we should probably talk about the first episode that we watched. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. The party girl. Uh, so this was. So she oh, has, this was Leanne. Yeah. Right? Leanne so Petrosky. has her mom, her sister, and her two best friends. And I can't remember if it's one of her friends or one of the friends in the other episode, but I'll say it now. When they're like going down the line and like, and who are you and how do you know them? 
and one of them goes, "I'm blah blah blah. I'm her best. I'm her friend. We're practically sisters." And then they go to her next friend, like, "I'm blah blah blah. I'm her friend," <laughs> which is like, "Come on, don't let that other friend one up you so much." <laughs> Be like, "We're also practically sisters." Well, we're just friends. Yeah. Listen, I have strong boundaries. Uh, you're gonna find out pretty quickly. Oh, she's no. a bit of a mess. Wait, no, her boyfriend. That, her boyfriend. That was the second episode where that happened because her boyfriend. The boyfriend is on the panel for the Farzine first one. was there. Yeah. Oh yeah, Farzine. And they so really tried to humiliate Farzine. They really went after Farzine. Yeah. Also, uh, the uh, Mark L. Wahlberg does not seem confident saying the name Farzine at all. <laughs> like, I've gonna... only read this. Actually, I've never heard it said out loud. If I say this right, what would you like to say to? Farzine, because he's asking it like a question, because it is. But you can also hear him questioning the name Farzine throughout. I he's can't... he's scared. This was filmed in a post nine eleven America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, there is a level of just like I feel like that's probably the easiest place to go for women to like. Yeah, it turns out most people have had sex with someone they regret or something. Yeah, everyone has a at a certain point in time. Especially, what did one of these women was thirty six? It's like, yeah, she's a sexual history. Yeah, she's done things in the past. She was eighteen when she had a child. Do you think she's nailing every one of these decisions? I, I just want to say, I was watching this. I was like, huh, another game show I could win. <laughs> I got no secrets to keep. No skeletons in that closet. Just be like, every question be like, do you ever eat too much candy? I'll be like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a shame. And my and I, my I dentist do. is frankly angry with me about yeah. it. He would be on the panel. He's on the panel. <laughs> it's like your dentist. And- he's actually a family friend, so it's fine that he's there. <laughs> oh, wait. That's a good question. Yeah. Who's on your panel? My dentist. Shout out, Rob. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you two could be there. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna shoot for the moon and ask for Weird Al Yankovic for the fourth. Because that's like who I'd feel most ashamed to embarrass myself in front of. If they really want me to like walk away. You need to put Weird Al there. <laughs> in there. And they're just like talking about your hygiene. For... Yeah. And, Al, and Al's just being like, you, you got to brush twice a day, man. Yeah. I like, know I'm singing about food a lot, but hygiene's important as well. He doesn't floss enough. Yeah. I love the idea of Weird Al being on a panel just like, it seems like this guy's life isn't going great. <laughs> and then he writes a song about it. And there's there's normally, a, what, four people on it? Yeah. Uh, four to six. Four to six. Four okay. to six. Oh. I would. I mean, yeah. So there's room for Al. I can I can put two more in in this. Yeah, you don't have a lot. Well, panel. your mom and your sister would have to be on. I don't care. <laughs> I'll get two members of Weird Al's backing band. Uh, I'm trying to think of who would be. I mean, I have a pretty large family. Your mom? Yeah, my mom. Uh, my dad, if he showed up. Uh, <laughs> he would be scheduled and then we'd, you know, we'd see day of. We'd see day of whether or not we get to the dad questions. Yeah, that's a producer's problem, not ours. Yeah, yeah. We invite him. Uh, I don't know. Do I bring one of my grandparents? Because that'll be funny for me. <laughs> bring an ex. Um, oh, definitely an ex is going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Three exes. Three to five. Fuck this. That's the whole panel. It's just all my exes. Well, we're back to That's three's a crowd. Show. We're back to three's a crowd. Yeah. We reinvented three's a crowd. <laughs> we reverse engineered back to. Yeah. And mine would be my dad. Okay. Uh, my best friend, uh, oh, I don't know, probably her boyfriend because um, I don't really like him. Perfect. And she'll never hear this. Fingers crossed. And uh, they're engaged. And looks like we have our own moment of truth. Oh, Kendall, <laughs> Kendall would be on it. Oh, I thought he was your friend. I thought he was your best friend. <laughs> He's my best comedy friend. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would this would be how we found out. It would be on the moment of truth. It'd be like. I think he knows. So yeah, the in this first ep- you, what? No. <laughs> in this first episode for this former party girl, mm-hmm. the questions they ask are uh trying to think specifically. One of them's like, is there anything you do sexually that your mom would be ashamed of? And then she's like, Yeah. And then her mom's like, That's fine, you're allowed to do whatever you want. It's just a supportive mom. But wouldn't the answer for almost everyone be yes? Yeah, I hope so. Because don't you not, not even- for me. Not well, for Daniel, famously. Famously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ever since he was on those asexuality billboards, everybody <laughs> figured it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. You would be the one person. Although, uh, frankly, your mom might be ashamed that she's like not getting kids. 
Well, grandkids. Grandkids. Your implication is disgusting, first of all. I hate that. (laughs) hate that so much. (laughs) Um. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry I suggested you might be having kids with your mom, and she's... uh, I'm hooking you up to the lie detector right now. What made you think of that? Why you got that on the mind, huh, David? You know that's not how lie detectors work. That's how how this lie detector works. I'm asking open-ended lie detector questions. I love the idea of just doing... (laughs) Sorry, the pots of pants scratching in the back is very funny. It's just some ambient noise. Sorry, we're recording this in the back of a U-Haul, barreling down the highway at 80 miles an hour. Uh, Okay, so... Yeah, this show, I mean, yeah, so they're asking her a lot about, like, her sex her life. Drinking. Her drinking. At one point, they're like, do you think alcoholism runs in your family? And she goes, yeah. And her mom goes, that makes sense. I'm an alcoholic, but I'm doing better. Yeah. She's like, her mom is too supportive. Yeah, she was like, I'm an alcoholic in recovery, and everyone claps. There are supportive moments on the show. I think that's also okay for the show to have. I've never drank. No one will ever clap for me. Yeah. Because you, like, you do it for boring reasons. Yeah. You have to be too fun with the drinking for people to clap. And then scale stop. it back. Yeah. You have to overcome. Yeah. I could take one drink and then be like, I've it's been X number of years since I drank and everybody be like, good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And a lot of them, a lot of the questions do focus on her relationship with her boyfriend. That's what I was going to say. I feel like that's the majority of the episode. That was, was a like, lot But even it. when they get to the questions where there could be scandal, they're like, have you ever cheated on your boyfriend? She's like, no. And like, that's true. She and, does wish that he had a bigger penis. Yeah. No, no, no. They just ask if she wishes any part of his body was bigger. <laughs> right. <laughs> At all. <laughs> any part in the world. The way it's phrased. They say, is there any part of Farzine's body that you wish were better endowed or something like that? And for all we know, she he wanted she wanted him to have a bigger brain. Just huge pecs all day. Yeah. I mean, that's what it could be. That's you think that's what was happening? You think- Probably not, but I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Why? I don't know. Because I felt bad for Farzine. Okay. Not on the show, but now that like years later we're making fun of him, that's th- not cool. Do you think they stayed together after the show? I no. don't care. <laughs> so we have one no and one apathetic. Yeah. Maybe he's in the comments on the YouTube video or something hi i, I started googling some of these people trying to see you know where are they now but i don't not none of them had really a significant online presence no we're still early enough in reality tv game show stuff that people are just playing authentically as opposed to like angling this as their launch point oh no it's clear that the incentive to be on the show was just the money no one was like i'm gonna you know yeah people i'm gonna brand myself as a you know a reality tv personality now <laughs> you could not- have done that by 2008 moment of truth is not the spot for it right right but people will try it on game shows now especially one that's like jeopardy <laughs> I, there's jeopardy celebrities yeah yeah, yeah I know. that's what daniel's trying for are the, you are you I'm, taking the test or are you going I'm on the, i'm in the contestant pool oh that's amazing yeah that's uh, why that's why there were the giggles that's why we were giggling. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the thing to think about with the show is that like it is them blowing up parts of their lives. Like people like construct these very like carefully constructed social personas. And then they're just like, fuck it. Here we go. Let's just blow it up on t- television. But they never give me reason to care about their social lives or their personas. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess that's the whole point is like the idea that like by them willing to blow it up, it is interesting. Yeah, but I think as a viewer, it makes you feel like a voyeur. It makes you feel like you're invasive in some way. Yeah, which I think is part of the fun of the show. Because of like the social distance from those actual people. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like I'm like, because I think it would be really nerve wracking if I was watching my mom blow up her life on television. (laughs) That would be really difficult to watch. Wouldn't it? Would you feel better if there were half a million dollars at the end of it? I I mean, I would feel better, but yeah. also there's a high chance that she's just revealing a bunch of stuff and then not making any money because she lied about one thing. You your know what I, you your know family to... going on this show would be very entertaining. I'll say that. Anyway, Daniel, continue. <laughs> I, I'm willing to bet everybody that went on when they invited their family, what they said is, 
don't worry. I know how to fool the lie detector. So I'm going to say salacious things so that they put me on because that's what they want to hear. And that I the- don't think these people were that smart. Okay. I think they were like, I could win half a million dollars for us. Think about, you know, you could renovate your house. You could go to this college. I think it was like getting them all in on the... Half a million dollars? Yeah, the prize package. That is a lot of money to like, you don't have to be smart technically. I would like to know people have made that much bringing in the right item to Antiques Roadshow though. Either way, Marco L. Wahlberg will present them with a million dollars. Half a million. Half a million dollars. But yeah, but you have to own that piece from an antique, that random antique. These people own these memories. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so cheap to give away, except for it's not. It costs them everything. (laughs) Hey, guys, if you're enjoying the episode, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, check me out at DPIC Comedy. Check Daniel out at Daniel F. Crow. And check out Pamela at Pam Not Anderson. Also, check out her substack, namedropping at substack.com. You know how to find. If you go on substack, namedropping, that's it. It'll It'll be linked, too. You can just click it. That's easier. Uh, also, uh, check out my special Goblin King and follow me on TikTok at LitGrandma69. Yeah, the most interesting part of the show would be the fallout from this, which we don't see. Yeah. It's, like, it's like I wanted the cameras to continue following them. Yeah. Because they take so long to ask a single question and then it's mostly recaps of past episodes. It's a five-minute show stretching One to One episode long. had yeah. recaps of yeah. the two we watched. It randomly had recaps. They don't do that for every episode. Well, it, it, I don't know. It still felt like they were really stretching. Okay. Oh, for sure. Well, because the thing is... Do you know what I mean? You have you to can make bring it, up some of the questions. You have to make it 21 questions worth of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of times you're only answering 11 to like 15 questions. Right. So put two people on the same episode like they do with Millionaire ruin two lives that's what i was thinking yeah i was like why is it one contest why is it always one to one one contestant per episode yeah it should be because you would just film them all in a week it will exactly but i don't know if mark Wahlberg can take it emotionally you'd be filming multiple it's like jeopardy Wahlberg doesn't care emotionally (laughs) but he's checked out oh it is funny how much it seems like he cared at the beginning and then by the time it like the show starts working or whatever he's just like yeah all right i'll be mean to him yeah i'll be meaner he he does say things like, I wish I didn't have to read this, but here it goes. And you don't believe it at all. He's like, this is a really hard question to ask. Oh, and then they also have people from the panel or sometimes the mystery guest ask a question. Oh, yeah. Um, as if to sort of pour salt on the wound. That's very much like when you're at a concert and they hold out the mic and have you sing the song. That's what Mark Wahlberg is doing there. Except for it's just a weird uncle being like, did I ever touch you? Yeah. Uh, oh, I did love in the first one, like, they're like, wow, she's a fun party girl. And they're like, have you ever fled the scene of a car accident? That was your fault. <laughs> but that's. And she says, yes, she could have just bumped something in a parking. Yeah. And if she had, she would have said that. And then they would cut that out because it's not interesting. No, because they, she literally go, they keep asking her, like, do you want to answer? They, they're like, you would explain this. And she kept being like, no. David, yeah. I've hooked you up to a lie detector. And one of the questions we asked you was, do you know how editing works? How did you answer? No. We determined that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then, yeah, they really do dig after Farzi. I forgot how much they like really went after him. Yeah. He's got this droopy dog face that just. Yeah, he made me sad. You see he's been beat up by the world. And she said, oh, one of the questions that I loved was. Have you ever been embarrassed by your boyfriend's like sense of style? Yeah. She was like, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. He is dressed like, yeah, like he's like an IT guy. The better version of this show, though, they find someone whose boyfriend is a loose cannon at that point stands up and just starts yelling. Like if they want real drama, like a good reality TV show, at that point you just need to stand be like, well, what are all the things I'm embarrassed with you? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and like, like reveals a bunch of truths about her. Yeah. Well, they're already doing that. That's the show. But I'm saying like, it's not really hard for the contestant to keep going. If just one thing is revealed over and over, it should get real messy real quick between everybody that rather than we see the fallout at, we don't get to see the fallout after the show. Yeah. We, they should be, they should have got whoever works for Jerry Springer and stirs the pot there. Right. Cause there's no back and forth. Yeah. 
No, it's a game show. I guess, like, yeah, you could get to the point where it's like, but I guess it's also in that time where they're trying to, like, almost directly ape who wants to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. No, we're well after Millionaire Mania. Oh, this we're is nearly true. a decade after Peak Millionaire. Well, Obama's so- running for office while this is on the air. On a and campaign that's like, I we're going to stop this show. Yeah. He should have taken a stand on this show. He should have said, if I'm elected president. Well, you know, season two happens when he's in office and then it gets canceled. So once he's got the power. Finally. Yeah. The moment of truth got canceled. Thanks, Obama. Yep. You did it. Uh, also, like, the thing is, like, the ramifications are things like, they were like, have you ever snooped through her uh, his computer? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I've done that. But that's like, that'll end a relationship. Depends on what you find. Here's the thing. She says yes. So there's a certain amount of intrigue, but it's never explained why or how or the circumstances. I want to know. Was he in the shower and you figured out his password and started going through the emails? What happened? Ha- we, don't, we don't get any of that color or detail. She just played Counter-Strike and ruined his rankings. <laughs> <laughs> 48 hours but it's just for when my computer was when was someone going through my computer what did she find i mean presumably nothing they stayed together but i want to know she was looking at his bank account statements just to see what how much money he actually made right yeah they really do need someone prying to get the drama ramped up throughout the show Mm -hmm. i also i mean they did i yeah they do have stuff like it is it just ends relationships i feel like that's what the show does it's like, have you uh, have you ever felt that you deserved a boyfriend more attractive than Farzine? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you stay? Like, how do you stay with someone after they say that? I it, guess. Would you break up with your girlfriend if you found out that she thought that she could get with Chris Hemsworth at some point? You'd be like, that makes sense. Like, but do you feel like you're supposed to be like? But the whole episode, he like all the questions are like, yeah, you really don't seem to like this guy other than he's stable. We should have Farzine as a guest. Yeah, Farzine, come on the pod. Yeah. Farzine, where are you now? I got to Google him. Well, also, we do know that he didn't, uh, he wasn't getting cheated on. That's true. Yeah. So after all that, that's why it's like low stakes drama. Because if you've been cheated on. Yeah. I feel like people definitely get revealed as having been cheated on on the show. And maybe those are more interesting episodes, but the these two, pretty boring for me. Uh, I mean, how much time do we have left in the episode? I might just, I might just go to the bathroom. You guys keep going. <laughs> this is like <laughs> Daniel is emancipating himself yeah, from this episode from of the, the pod. podcast as a whole. I like we could have done this episode yesterday. <laughs> he's re- he's reclaiming his time. I'm pushing the buzzer to move on to a different show. <laughs> let's let's go back to talking about threes of crowd. I mean, there were points where they're doing all the family questions where it's like, would you not invite your sister as the maid of honor? And I'm like, I maybe Who I'm just not cares? attached to weddings. No, but see, that's a that's a real because you know that they've already asked something about it's already been established that there's some tension between the sisters. Yeah. I think Leanne says, Oh, we're like night and day. Who knows what that means, right? And then if you in girl world at least if you wouldn't have your sister be your maid of honor that's like it's a slight what if she was it's having her big, mom it's a big deal i don't Who think that's her... i don't think that's customary they also yeah she has, she's a bunch of half sisters that are not there that's true so if she's asking one of those half sisters, well because the dad loves more they establish that's the other thing they do kind of tr- start to try and tear down it's like oh you come from like an alcoholic family where like he loves your half sisters who he lives with. Now. The dad and half sisters aren't there. So when they get questioned about the dad and half sisters, I can't bother to care. Well, they're not there. They're not there. But the reason they're not there is because they seem to be in a happier family. Yeah. Elsewhere. It would be there's a pecking order. And if you you told your one biological sister that she wouldn't be your maid of honor. She it, has other it, biological sisters, though. Half sisters are biological sisters. Yeah, but they're not full sisters. There's not. It's not the bloodline. <laughs> I say this from a from an intact family. Thanks. Yeah. Do, do we know that that is her full biological sister? That could just be on her mom's side or something. We don't know that they're full sisters. I think they're full sisters, just based on the context clues of the episode. That was my understanding, at least. Yeah. But they could also leave things out to make things more scandalous. You're right, Daniel. The show. So the show is confusing, is what we've learned. Yeah. <laughs> it's our takeaway. I do like in in this like uh, situation. You're like they could be just lying to us. Yeah, yeah. The Fox Network is not above doing that. No, I think the Fox Network is famously honest and balanced. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I feel like the same time this was when Minute to Win It with Guy Fieri was airing. And my, your time would have been better spent watching, spent watching Minute to Win It. Ooh, we should watch, honestly, just for fun, um, the Rachel Ray versus Guy Fieri celebrity cook-off. Oh, Guy wins for sure. It is wild. Coolio, Lou Diamond Phillips. Okay. Aaron Carter. All right. Wow. Movies. And Coolio. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a real, it's a real cast of characters. It's a real ghost room. <laughs> Who knew that that was a cursed show? <laughs> the Rachel Ray versus Guy Fieri curse. And then uh, basically she's like, yeah, I'm not going to have my sister at my wedding. And then they get out. The sister is visibly so pissed off. And then, you know, over like the end credits, she's she's like hugging everyone on the panel. The sister is so angry. <laughs> By the way, what if... What I don't the think they end, hug. I don't what think if they the hug. episode ended with her being like, I'm not asking her to be your maid, my maid of honor. And then she gets a down on one knee because I'm asking her to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> the episode should end the way that they end the Judge Judy episodes where they do like sort of straight to camera confessionals. Oh, yeah. With the people in it. Yeah. And they're just like, they go off, you know, it's like the postscript. It's so good. It's so juicy. That that would be so good for the show because that's what you want. You want someone who's been hurt to be like, but also... Uh, it would really depend on whether or not they won the money or not. Judge Judy should yeah. also be hosting this. I agree. Because Mark Wahlberg, you know, he's good for Antiques Roadshow. He's a pretty neutral guy. He even has the name of someone more famous. That's how neutral he is. <laughs> he's not even the only option for Mark Wahlberg's. But you need someone to get in there and antagonize. And Judge Judy would do that. Imagine if you're answering these questions and Judge Judy or Judge Judy type is being like, what's wrong? You disgust. Yeah. Someone's like, no. And she's like, baloney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the answer has been deemed as baloney. <laughs> or the woman that you saw's weakest link. Get her. Oh, you just want a mean British woman. Judge Judy's not British. No, that's true. Just someone to attack. Cause oh, whatever. Move on to the next step. So get those boring questions out of the way. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this show is so much fun to watch no, if you it, okay listen if you have a life you will really enjoy watching other people ruin theirs i thought it was okay i actually thought it was entertaining but i ultimately found it kind of dispiriting how so i don't know it just made me sad that's fair that's fair <laughs> i i totally get that hard for me to articulate it's because it There's really victims of capitalism ruining their life it probes the you know it kind of probes the 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 darkness behind the facade so what you're saying is it takes on the human condition i agree by the exactly way, by the way, here, i hate to keep bringing up threes of crowd but it is the best comparison for this the people in threes of crowd were just kind of ruining their lives for fun there was very little money yeah so they were there just because they were agents of chaos that wanted to do that show. Because they didn't understand. These people are being coerced. Yeah. It's $500,000 worth of people just being like, yeah, I did that too. It, I would enjoy this show more if like in between every question we got to see them like do a line. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is just someone that wants to do this. Right. Uh, the 70s. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing cocaine and I'm spilling secrets. Yeah. If there was no money on the line, people were just doing this for the love of the game, then yeah, cool. Uh, okay, so the second episode uh, starts off. It's a basically it's a mother. She had her son at eighteen. He's now eighteen. He's on the panel. Uh, he's on the panel. Her two girlfriends are on the panel, and her ex boyfriend is on the panel. Who is just there to grin? Yeah, to be no like, ha No questions ever come up about it. Oh, I bet they were coming up later. I bet that was the thing, is he was the final boss. I think he was just a decoy dad. I think you have the dad, because now the dad's exposed. Okay, spoiler alert for this. Uh, they bring on, uh, the kids never met his dad, and they bring the dad onto the show. Which, I, I'm sorry, that's not appropriate. No. <laughs> that if, it it well, offended my sensibilities. It's not appropriate until you see the dad. And that's really not appropriate because <laughs> he's like 55. Yeah. She's like 36. And you do the math and you're like, uh, she might have got pregnant when she was 17. Well, she was this, 18. Yeah. She gave birth when she was 18. Oh, yeah. How long do you think babies have to gestate for? Uh, listen, I've not, I've not done the math. I have no idea. Zero idea. Press the button. Someone press the button. quick. <laughs> and then you're like, that guy could have been in his early mid 30s when this happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He could have been thirty six, yeah. like he could have been as old as she was. Yeah, it's real gross to think about. Oh, that guy was really—he was a lot. 
But they started off so fun. They're like, have you ever walked in on your son naked? And Very then, fun, yeah. Well, it's like silly. It's irreverent. It's supposed to be silly and irreverent. Yeah, like it's something you wouldn't talk about, but is ultimately not that bad. But then they're like following it up with stuff like, have you ever sabotaged your son's relationship? Because mm-hmm. you felt threatened. And she was like, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they asked why. And she's like, she just was not the right fit in any way, shape, or form. She was like such a mama bear about it. And the the son is like, yeah, I know what she's talking about. They were like, and are you still with this girl? And he's like, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Nope. She was vanquished. Mom went, the mom's like, listen, I've been this person. I know how this works. Right. Um, the do- truly the most controversial question is, did you ever consider giving your son up for adoption? <laughs> and as I noted, you know what? They wanted to use a different A word for that. For and giving I, up the son. And I don't think it got past standards and practices. Yeah. They were like, we can't have this woman talk about this on TV like this. Yeah. At this time. No. Cause you know, she thought about that one. Well, yeah. If you were a pregnant teenager. Yeah, obviously. But she went, no. Well, for adoption. And and it was true. Yeah, she was just like, nope, we're keeping it. And like, God bless. That was an honest answer, you know? Yeah. God bless, indeed. It is a blessing (laughs) from God. Thank you. Pamela's crossing yourself. I cross myself because podcasts are a notoriously visual medium. Uh, Yeah. They were like, uh, oh, they also did try and like destabilize her friend group. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like you ever flirted with their husbands? Well, even, but also started. You're hotter than them? Yeah. Literally, it's like, do you think you're hotter than your friend? And she was like, yeah. Which, you know, is. <laughs> I don't even think they were that mad. They were like, you know what? Good for her having self confidence. They and, probably all think they're the hottest friend. And then they were like, how about, did you try to fuck with her husbands? She's like, yeah. And they're like, yep. no, just flirt. flirt. Just flirt. Yeah, obviously, just flirt. Because that's the way to make it more scandalous. You do like these ones that are true. And then they were like, you ever slept with a lady? And she was like, yep. And then they were, they kept being like, it's her on the panel. Yeah. They're like, they fucked. Oh, Christy? Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. The idea that she's then also flirted with her husband and that would be the also the crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I mean, they they are doing like that is one of the things I did want to try and find a m- male episode of the show because mm-hmm. it's a different type of slut shaming, right? Where they're just like, hey, have you not cared about women ever? He's like, sometimes. Uh, have you ever womanized? Yes. Yeah, you know. Though they did ask, I think uh, it might have been the other one where they were like, "Do you remember the name of every? Do you if you were woken up not knowing the name of a man you woke yeah. up with? Yes." And uh, yeah, she did it. Yeah, got her. I've never been in that position, but I I have like forgotten the names. Like at this point in time, I've long since forgotten the names of certain sexual partners. But um, I think I'd be really good at the show. You do? Yeah. I think that's what they prey on is people who think they'd be really good at the show. Because I think, because the truth is I'm a combination of shameless and I really don't have anything to hide. Not in my book. There you go. Yeah, you know? exactly. So anything that would... They'd be like, have you had a threesome? I'd be like, yeah, I mentioned it on stage. But have you ever hit a car in a parking lot and left? No, because I'm a very bad driver and I don't do it. <laughs> I have a license and I refuse to drive. We just come out with our own set of questions. We're just like... Yeah. Have you ever watched a TV show that you didn't want to watch for a podcast? No. <laughs> okay. That was... Uh, the podcast is determined that is a lie. Yeah, the podcast is determined that's not true. Uh, I mean, let me see. What what was... Uh, but you're right that my hubris, I'm sure, would trip me up. Yeah, because they would be... You'd be like, oh, but not that thing. Right. Because <laughs> that's, I think, what they do is they just, like, they ask very general questions of, like, have you ever stolen anything? And then if you say yes, then it's like, ding, or no, and that it's like deemed a lie. They'll be like, okay, well, now we'll ask you a bunch of questions about stealing stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, so they think they would get you out on the sexuality stuff, but then it would be something weird. And you're like, oh, yeah, I do lie to my dad about this weird Have thing. Have you or anyone yeah. you know ever been a member of the Communist Party? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, this is kind of like a social. Yeah. The most embarrassing thing they could dig up is just like certain subreddits I'm a part of. Well, say them now and then they can't dig them up. My search history. What's a weird subreddit? Uh, you know, I'm in the RuPaul's Drag Race cringe subreddit a lot. What is 
the crit like just them making fun of like really bad rupaul's drag race stuff or like yeah okay. the cringe queens I, to be honest i <laughs> i am in the black pussy subreddit but it's just black cats it's not actually that Aww. bad it's not that bad wow this is here's a lot my, like moment of truth. here's my most embarrassing secret i still have a neopets account and i use it almost every day Imagine you get all the way to the five hundred thousand dollar question. Like, do you have a Neopets account? And I'm just like, you see, all of a sudden, I'm like gripping <laughs> the chair. I'm like white knuckling it. Hit the button. <laughs> There's a bead of sweat on button. my forehead, and it, I start flop sweating. You still use it? How long have you been using a Neopets account? Well, I've deleted and remade the accounts <laughs> over the course of several years. So this one is about six months old. Wow, you relapse? Yeah, I, Neopets. I, I literally relapsed because. I was so depressed. This is so much more interesting than anything I learned on Moment of Truth. <laughs> I am the what? proud mother of two Neopets. Okay. Who are both full right now because I fed them yesterday. Okay. They're both satiated. And um, I'm a lot richer in Neopia than I am in real life. <laughs> I'll how just say that. How many current users do they have? A, f- a few hundred thousand. And how many are your age? There's actually a lot of there's dozens of you'd, us. You'd be surprised, even though it's like a chul- like a children's site. There's so many people that are still using it from the time we were children. Yeah, I would assume it's there's, actually mostly not kids. There's other aging millennials. Yeah, are there is there an adult Neopets subreddit that you're a part of? Uh, you bet your ass. Oh, what's it called? It's called Our Neopets. Oh, it's not just for adults though. It's for everyone, but it's important to have because the actual message boards on Neopets are for children and they censor everything. You can't have a real conversation. <laughs> and we can't talk <laughs> about the subreddit on Neopets because oh. that's ver- that's verboten. Oh, I love it. It's like yeah. that serious It shouldn't level. exist. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's such a funny... And now like, you know my darkest secret. Neopets. All right. You could win $500,000 with that secret. <laughs> no, this was canceled. Well, we're bringing it back. You're staking the half a million dollars? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think nobody ever wins it. If the show existed now, Joel McHale would host it. I'm serious. He's doing a Fox sitcom right now. They'd get him for this. Yeah, they just they bring it they're like great outdoors is gonna flop let's get be like joel yeah <laughs> they're like we're not bringing back animal control for a third season unless you want to host <laughs> the yeah. moment of truth um so then the rest of this other episode they're just like hey did you keep your kid's dad from him she's like yeah mm-hmm. on purpose it's like were you in love with him she's like nope <laughs> do you think he's a good person yeah and then they bring him out and he's old and you're like he wasn't a good person yeah yeah she was like he was just in a different place then but clearly like yeah i do want to know the full story of being like she's like i just fucked this weird dude at a party yeah i need to know was it a one-night stand i'm or- willing to bet the the half million dollar question that they would have asked would have been like were you underage when blah blah blah. oh yeah i feel like that's a lot of they're like you can get this five hundred thousand dollars if you're willing to admit to crimes probably yeah yeah but that ma- you know the show never gets to that point so it never gets interesting I wonder if there's just like like one of the writer people is just like, man, I have a stack of these five. Yeah, because they know all the secrets. They yeah. know the twenty one, like yeah. the twenty first question for all these people. They gotta be doozies. Mm-hmm. They should. We should just do that. Just one episode will reveal all the twenty one hundred dollar or the five hundred thousand dollar questions. We'll never know. Yeah, I guess we would just be revealing their terrible, most terrible life secrets. Yeah. One episode, all the questions. All right, how would you improve this show? It just come on. Get someone in there stirring the pot, making things chaotic. Okay. That's all I ask because it's very, very boring as is. And for my recommendation, completely unprecedented, I'm going to recommend a show we've covered in the past. Watch Three's a Crowd instead of this. Come on. <laughs> Three's a Crowd's great. That's I love what Three's this, a Crowd. That's what this show should be. I mean... So so it should be the same thing, except for they reveal the answers to individual family no, members who it, are just up there. like that level of chaos. Yeah. People should be yelling at each other. You should see the divorce happen you in should front of your see, eyes. Exactly. You should see relationships fray in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Which you kind of see, but not in the same way, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. What would you, how would you improve the show? <sighs> I would um, I would have at least two contestants per show. Keep it. I would keep the pace zippier. Yeah, I think that would really help it out a lot. Yeah, 
That's true. Less Mark Wal- Markel Wahlberg being like, okay, so as you remember, as we talked, mom, dad, doing well. Although, actually, I do want to talk about that. He does do the most obvious setups at a certain point where, like, as the game keeps getting played, they start figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Like, so they'll be like, got a good relationship with your mom? She'll be like, yeah, I guess. Are we? <laughs> what do you want to ask me about? Also, you ever the- hired someone to kill your mom? That's the question. Yeah. I do love the audience reactions so much, too. The audience reactions, they didn't get you. Like, people cheering as they're like, they'll be like, every time they say a question, they're like, oh, no. Yeah, because <laughs> there were signs at the studio that said, go cheer here. No, but some of them are having more fun with it. It's not what normal audiences sound like. They were like, oh. That's what they were told to do. All right. I mean, yeah, I think they're doing more than, but then the cheering afterwards is so funny. Uh, listen, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, uh, YouTube, the only person that's won the episode uh, on won the show, I'll have it linked in this, but just watch that clip and tell me you don't want to find out more about this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess that's the thing is like, I get why you can't have every contestant win $500,000. Right. But those are the questions you want to get to. Yeah, they're the most, they're the highest stakes ones. So I guess the real sweet spot, like, is to get to people who want to go to the two to 300,000 range, but then lose in that range. Uh, honestly, the only way to improve the show is just to have it last for uh, 10 years. <laughs> and by then, there'll be people figuring out the metagame of it. And I think that'll get really interesting towards people's relationship with the truth. Mm-hmm. There would have been questions like, did you ever. Go places unmasked during COVID and tell friends you were masked. Ooh. Stuff like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. They'll be like, have you taken a COVID test in the last six months? Yeah. Take them out. Get them down. They'll be like, oh, did you you go outside during COVID? Oh, that's nice. Uh, Did you ever knowingly give your grandmother COVID? (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah, no, 10 years of this show. I think it's perfect. No notes, except for probably faster paced. Yeah. But, You're out of your mind. Oh, uh, it's so good. I've watched, I watch episodes of this for fun. Ugh. Yeah, me and the dog. Dog is mad. We love you. it. Uh, and then for show, I would recommend uh, just the 9-11 footage from Regis and Kelly. That's a different kind of train wreck. You can't stop watching. Uh, no, I'm I And I'm going to recommend the Zapruder film. 